I am Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today, I want to talk about belief. What is it, and why does it matter that what you believe impacts the world around you? Joan of Arc was quoted as saying, One life is all we have, and we live it as we believe in living it. But to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. What do you believe in? We often are not asked that question. What do we believe in? What do you believe in? What do I believe in? And does it even matter? When we set the confines of our belief system, it determines our worldview. Our worldview then acts as a filter of information and sets a filter of how we perceive and engage in the world. We all believe certain things to be true. For instance, gravity. At one time, Newton discovered the law of gravity. And because he discovered it, we now know what it is. However, just because he discovered gravity or the law and figured it out doesn't mean that it didn't exist prior. And it doesn't mean that that's all there is to this whole concept of not floating away. From this earth. Mankind is constantly discovering new scientific breakthroughs, new ways of being. I mean, look at technology, the technological revolution that we've had in this country, that we've had in the world, has literally changed the world to be the most prosperous time in world history. Yet, it hasn't solved every issue. And it certainly hasn't brought us closer together as people. There are some people that I talk to that want a unity of humanity with no borders of countries, no walls, no divisions, no legal structure whatsoever. There's other people that I talk to that want walls around the borders of countries. And yet, I ask each camp, why do they believe that? Why do they believe that will solve the issue? Whatever issue they think will be solved. What do we believe in? It's such a crucial question that wars have been started over beliefs. People die right now because of beliefs. Joan of Arc, one life is all we have, and we live it as we believe in living it. Meaning whatever you believe is what you live. 
Like I said, your belief structure, your belief system determines your worldview, which acts as the filter for all information you receive and your ways of being in the world. She goes on to say, but to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. How do you know what exists and what doesn't exist? And how, if you have certain beliefs of something not existing, how can you find a foundation in your assertion of that belief? Where do you find it? Well, I don't believe in that. Well, why? Why is a tricky question. <laughs> you want to know why? Why is a tricky question? Well, it's because why is the only question that engages a heart. I've talked about this on a earlier podcast. The five questions that make up a story, who, what, when, where, why, who, what, when, where, engage the mind. Why is the only question that engages the heart. Solomon wrote an old proverb that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Does our heart think? Where are our beliefs stored? We think they're in the mind. But if they're in the mind, why get so passionate, angry, your buttons pushed if your belief resides in your mind. I mean, I find that to be a valid question. Why get so upset if you believe your beliefs reside in your mind? And what if they don't? I mean, what if they resided in your heart? And why does this matter? <laughs> I guess I'm asking myself that as I'm sitting here. And the reason is I'm trying to solve, I believe, man's greatest dilemma. It's not that we hurt each other. It's that we, every day, wake up and operate amongst each other with a false premise that we believe an absolute. And all we know is all we've been given to know. Newton found out about gravity. We now study what is called the law of gravity. It existed prior to his discovery but now we call it a law. What other discoveries will there be 
who will have the fortitude to objectively study them and someday perhaps call it a new law? Wherever you say, I don't believe that, you have essentially cut the cord between your heart and your mind. Because why resides in the heart, who, what, when, where reside in the mind. And we need a lot of people to have emotional surgery to reconnect the two. Don't underestimate the power of your vision to change the world. Whether that world is your office, your community, an industry, or a global movement, you need to have a core belief that what you contribute can fundamentally change the paradigm or way of thinking about problems. A man named Leroy Hood said that. I find that saying to be somewhat ironic because he's saying don't underestimate what you believe. Don't not believe your belief. (laughs) When you fully believe what you believe, what he's saying is you have the ability to change the world. My vision for this world is a world where every human being, and I'm not talking kumbaya, rainbows, butterflies. Look, I grew up in a real world. I live in a real world. Al Capone said once, don't mistake my kindness for weakness, for I'm kind to everyone. But if someone's not kind to me, weak will be the last thing they think of. I'm just saying that I have a vision for this world where people live healthy lives, free of harm, free of hurt from another, free of fear. And that's one side of the coin, free of something. But the other side of that coin is free to something. Free to love, free to be, free to give to those that need support, encouragement, affirmation, acknowledgement. It's free from and free to. It's both. But we can only get to this place when we really do some internal reflection about what we believe. Most of us grow up in a world where we're told what isn't true. What is true? Not philosophically what is truth, but what is true. How do you know? And why do you believe it? I 
I think we have a heart problem in our society, in our world. We don't have a mind problem. We don't have a knowledge problem. We don't have an ability to look up any piece of information that we need right now on any mobile device we carry right now. We do not have a lack of knowledge. What we have a lack of is humility. To say, I may not know, but I want to learn. I may not be, but I want to grow. Think of the concept of can't. I really look at, you could really kind of divide society between people who say, I will, or I won't, and people who say, I can, or I can't. Think of that. I will or I won't. I can or I can't. Can't is not real. What can't you do? I mean, truly, what can't you do? Oh, don't say, I can't fly. Okay. In the realm of your human existence, What can't you do? And is it true? Whatever you say, I can't do, is it true that you can't do? What if you changed the word can't with won't? I won't do. It's most likely the truth and secondarily, You know why we don't want to do that? Is because it puts the responsibility on us. Can't puts it out there as an esoteric thought. Will and won't squares up responsibility solely on us. I will or I will not. will and will not are derivatives of what you believe. They are. If you believe that all things are possible, then you would never say can't or can. All things are possible. All things are possible. I think the most ignored word in our English language is the word all. Absolute terms like that, they allow us to breathe. They give us hope. Could you imagine if it was like, most things are possible. Wah, wah. All things are possible. I feel that. I believe that. I also feel that. Because I believe that. (laughs) 
What do you believe? And what do you believe when it comes to treating people right and well? Relational relativism, which I've spoken of quite a bit in this podcast, is the greatest danger to our society. We treat each other differently than the way we want to be treated because we all hold different beliefs about human life and the value thereof. Remember Joan of Arc, what she said, one life is all we have and we live it as we believe in living it. So how you live your life is a derivative of what you believe. How you treat people is a derivative of what you believe. And if you believe in treating people differently than the way you would want to be treated, you perpetuate the cycle of pain. You may not like to hear that, but that is the truth. You can say, who are you to say that that is the truth? Well, the only belief system, the only belief structure between individuals on planet Earth has nothing to do with a religious dogma, nor has it anything to do with religion at all. Use the Bible as an example. Cain killed Abel with a rock. Cain imposed a belief system that was different than Abel's and killed Abel. When you treat someone different than the way you would want to be treated, it perpetuates the cycle of people getting hurt. We don't have to agree on all things. However, we must believe that the only way to bring about a world where we are free from pain, from fear, from harm, and a world we are, where we are free to love, to give, to acknowledge, to support, is when we live the golden rule. To treat every human being on planet Earth the way we would want to be treated. And you might ask, well, how do you know how I want to be treated? <laughs> Great question. You know how I would know? I would ask. And you know why I would ask? Because I would want you to ask me how I would want to be treated. And therein lies the greatest dilemma because we have to engage each other. We have to communicate with each other. We have to ask questions of one another. We have to be curious. We have to seek to understand. 
not data, not knowledge, not binary bits, but the human beings that we engage with every single day. Yet this is not happening. Why? Because our minds and our hearts have been severed. Because we've been taught that our beliefs originate in our mind. And maybe we haven't been directly taught that, but that is the default carte blanche view. At least from the philosophical world, at least from the scientific world, the educational world. But your heart, how is your heart right now? When is the last time you cried? When's the last time you cried? Tears are like rain. Rain makes fallow ground, hard-crusted soil soft. Tears make your heart soft. How is your heart? Well, what are your actions? Because remember I said your belief structure, your belief system creates your worldview by which you filter all information and you go into the world to engage. For you to assess where your heart is, you simply need to look what your actions are. And believe me, I'm not sitting in some high throne throwing stones and judging. Oh no. I have had and done many things in my life that have not only hurt me, but I've hurt others. That's why I understand where the pain comes from, where the volatility comes from. I want a soft heart. I want you to have a soft heart. I want us to talk again, to dialogue again. Stop jumping on political issues. Stop reading the news. I come from the news. I was a broadcast journalist for many years. Stop filling your mind and heart with negative, divisive narrative. Every communication entity that is talking about politics at the big time level are trying to monetize your eyeballs. So they are not going to give you positive news. They're not going to give you news that challenges your worldview. They're only going to give you narrative that affirms you in your position to take you further and further down a path. They're not treating you like a human being. They're treating you like a data point. We get to come together right now in this country 
and in this world, not by eliminating borders, not by building walls. Because neither of those solve the issue of the heart. Not by adding more guns, not by taking guns away. Neither of those solve the issue of the heart. What does solve the issue of the heart is raw honesty, is love, is actually in reverse order. It's love so that we can be honest fully with ourselves first and foremost. Most of us, we're living in a dissociative reality. Honest with ourselves first so that we may be honest with each other second. All filtered through love. And there's a funny verse written in the New Testament of the Bible about the word love. I'm not going to get into it, and this is not a religious podcast. But there is one saying in there that I find so fascinating. And it is this. Love believes all things. Or in the King James Version, charity believeth all things. Charity defined as a benevolent goodwill and love towards your fellow man. A benevolent goodwill and love towards your fellow man. When you have that, you believe all things. All things are possible. Who are you going to give up on? Who is not worthy of redemption? Who is not worthy of your love? Relational relativism says, you're in, you're out. I'm in. I don't want to be out. But love says no one's out. Charity says no one's out. There's hope. And that hope brings truth forth. This episode of this podcast is to simply create a conversation between us. What do you believe? What do you not believe and why? Why do you believe certain political actors in what seems to be the American theater right now do what they do? And why do you believe that? Why do you align yourself with people who you have never met before? Why do you believe media more than 
maybe your neighbor. I want us in this country, I want us in the world, (laughs) the stats of this podcast are fascinating. There's people around the world listening to this, and that is not to exaggerate. As I look at the countries right now, there's people in Thailand, Japan, Spain, Sweden, the UK, Denmark, Australia, Canada, Puerto Rico, and the Republic of Korea who have listened to an episode of this podcast, which I think is really cool. I want to see all of us as human beings not look to an outside party, not look to government, not look to a religious system, not look to anything other than ourselves and our own responsibility to willingly, to willingly love all people. Because there is no can't, there simply won't. All things are possible when you believe all things are possible. I really am thankful that you're listening. I want you to know that me creating this podcast, my ultimate purpose has been and is and will continue to be a message of hope, a message of healing, a message of leadership and personal accountability and responsibility and no blame and stop blaming others for your actions, but to take extreme ownership, to treat every person on planet earth the way you would want to be treated. For us to be the change we want to see. To no longer look at our politicians as the answer to solve the social ills of society, but to look at us in the mirror and to dialogue and to communicate and to engage and to love each other through it all so that we don't repeat another Holocaust, so we don't repeat another American Civil War or all the wars fought daily around the world. It only happens because we allow hurt people to rise to power because they're allowed to. Because people don't speak up. And we get to speak up. This is the golden rule revolution. You get to be a revolutionary of love, of hope, of freedom of peace, of goodness in this world. You get to be radical with how you treat people. (laughs) And you get to stand for what you believe in. Stand strong. Stand firm. Light drives out darkness. Love drives out hate. May we be the greatest vehicles of that. My name is Lucas Mack, and it has been an absolute pleasure to have you listen today. These are my thoughts. 
This is what I want to share with you. And I'm asking you to join this conversation. I'm also asking you to share it. Share this podcast. Download it. Like. Review it. Let's have the conversation. Let's get the philosophers and the scientists and the religious leaders and the politicians and everyone together in this conversation. Because guess what? I believe this wins. Love wins. It's the answer. It's always been the answer. There is no other answer than love. So I'm honored that you listen. And I look forward to talking with you on the next episode.